five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Android podcast. It's Ross. It's Barry. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing very well today, Ross. How are you, man? I am doing absolutely phenomenal. I turned another year older this week. So, if you're new to the Energize podcast... Welcome. And if you're a returning Energize listener... Welcome back. So here we go. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Show. You know how we get it going. Barry, what's going down on today's show? Okay, before I break down what's going on today's show, it's Ross's birthday on Tuesday. So if you're listening and it's Tuesday, make sure you send him a message. And if you're listening and it's Monday, write it down in your diaries. Yeah, write it down. Or else if it's Wednesday, say happy belated birthday. But uh, on today's show, we're going to be starting off in boxing this time because over the weekend, Canelo Alvarez took on Triple G for the second time. So we're going to be discussing that. Uh, We're also going to be discussing Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov's press conference this Thursday. Yes, this Thursday. Write that down in your diary too. Yeah, write this all down. And then uh, we're going to be discussing the upcoming UFC and Bellator events this week as well. So uh, it's another it's another jam packed and some called call it energized show. So uh, I think we should just get right into it, Ross. Uh, on Saturday night in Las Vegas, Triple G took on Canelo Alvarez, and it went to decision again. And this time, Canelo Alvarez came out with the win. Uh, first, it was controversial again. Yeah. So, Ross, but how do we start this? Like, because. Uh, Twitter obviously blew up and people were like, Triple G won and people were like, Canelo won. So uh, I'm going to put you in the middle of it. Um, what you make of the fight? And do you think the right man won? Um, look, it was a very, very, very tight fight. Um, yeah. It was one of the closest box matches I've watched in a very, very long time. Um, and high level. Yeah, very, very high level. It was like as close, I'm going to say, as Deontay Wilder when he fought Luis Ortiz that time. That was very, very close. Or Logan Paul versus KSI. Very, very good comparison. <laughs> but, uh, look, when it comes down to it, it was one of those things where when the final bell rang, I was like, whatever decision comes here, people are going to argue it either way. Yeah. And both arguments will be equally valid. Um, on a personal note, I thought Triple G actually won the actual fight, if that makes sense. But I thought maybe Canelo at times... Outboxed him I thought Canelo was maybe The better boxer At times in the fight But You know what I mean Who would have rather been At the end of the fight I think that's the best way To ask it Okay um, I probably Would have rather been Triple G I think he was the one Who landed harder shots He Cut Canelo open Quite badly uh, He busted his nose I know uh, Glovkin's eyes were A bit beefed up At the end as well But I think Glovkin landed the better shots It was a very different fight To the first time as well because Canelo's very big into the counter-punching. And normally Triple G sort of puts the head down and charges forward. But on this occasion, Canelo came forward first. And Triple G did the counter-punching on this occasion. So for me, I thought Triple G probably landed the cleaner shots and the better shots. After round four, I thought it was nearly all Triple G. Rounds one to four, I thought were Canelo. What was your take on it, Barry? Um... See, the funny thing was, Ross was actually watching it in his house, and I was watching it in my house. And we were texting. Yeah, Ross was watching it on, like, an American link, and um, they were more pro-Canelo. And the link I was watching on was BT, and they were more pro-Triple G. Um, so we were sort of, like, back and forth. It was We were basically calling it a draw nearly the whole way through. Like, yeah. Realistically, bar one or two rounds. Um, I thought the rounds that Canelo probably won were... 
just he won it by only an inch. Whereas I think Triple G, some of the rounds he won, he won more decisively. Um, obviously, as it got to the end, I was like, this could actually be a draw again. But like, nobody wanted a draw. People want this this like situation sorted, especially after the first fight. Um, just because. Well, first of all, I think that there should have been like thirteen rounds. I'm sick of this sort of like twelve yeah. rounds. You know what I mean? Um. I, I I thought it was going to be a draw again. The first judge called it a draw as well, but uh, only because Triple G won rounds more convincingly, in my opinion. I thought that he should have won it, but it all comes back to like the, the, the way boxing is as well. Because like Canelo's what twenty eight, Triple G's thirty six. Canelo's going to be the face of boxing for the next few years, and it was in Las Vegas as well. So it, it, realistically, I think. If anyone had to put a gamble on it and went to decision, I think most people would have picked Canelo because look what happened last time. So I felt like Triple G felt a bit, what's it? What's the right word? Aggrieved. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, uh, are you trying to say that the sport of boxing is corrupt? Just ask Mikey Connell in the Olympics, man. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree with and you. The, and the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight. Like, Conor McGregor won about three or four rounds in that, and then he was only given one round as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I have to completely agree with you on that. And what's funny is, some of like, US sports broadcasters afterwards were saying, like, of course Canelo won. It was in Las Vegas. He's 28. He's the pay-per-view draw. Of course yeah. he won. Yeah. Because in boxing, once you lose, like, your pay-per-view draw automatically decreases by tenfold. Yeah. And, like, Canelo's already lost is it once or twice. I think it's once. Definitely lost to Mayweather. I don't know if he's lost again since, but uh, he lost to Triple G the first time. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Triple G can, is, is sitting there in his in his house tonight in Kazakhstan, going, "I won both those fights, and I have a draw and a loss on my record." Yeah. But in fairness, I'd say he's made as much money off the two Canelo Alvarez fights as he has nearly off the entire rest of his career. So he has his house to thank Canelo for. Yeah, he has his um his family's future like sort of thanks to Canelo. I yeah. think I really see. I'd want to watch it again. They were so evenly matched. I was just sort mm. of surprised neither one really went for it near the end. They were sort of like they were sort of just. It, it seemed like they were almost coasting in a way. Yeah. Now, th- in fairness, both their chains are made of pure granite. Like mm. they were taking digs like I've never seen before. But um, like even Anthony Joshua would have dropped some off some of them punches as well. But uh, I- I'd like to see it again. I'd like to see it somewhere else though, and then. I think Triple G can avenge the loss, but then what? What do you do then? Like have a fourth one, you know? Where Where, where would you like to see it? In Mexico, in Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> Question for you, right? If it goes a third time, who do you think gets to know that time? Well, it really depends where it is. I think I think Triple G is after doing his job now. The last two, three fights actually, he's after having her in Vegas. Um, Canelo was sort of looking bad going into this fight after all the taco situation. And all that stuff, which is probably going to ruin a bit of his legacy moving on to the future. Um, but um, I'd like to see maybe have it in like uh, in New York, maybe you know what I mean. Mm. Like it's going to have to be in America if Triple G wants to make that money. But yeah, uh, I've seen like the Sables Center in LA as well. But I think that's like there's a lot of Mexican people there as well. Yeah, uh, I, I just I, you see, I just feel bad for Triple G after his like such a like great career. His first loss is after happening, and now it, you know what I mean. He's he's. He's at home now, pissed off. You know what I mean? Yeah, he looked very dejected after the fight. Yeah. Um, like if, bro- someone, if someone, someone couldn't believe it. Yeah, if someone loses, like you, you'd rather they lost fair and square. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like apart from in front of millions of people's eyes and getting robbed, you know what I mean? It's just a bit. It leaves a bit of a sour taste. No, it definitely does. And when you really look down to it, 
Triple G is now twice prepared for Canelo. And both times, the majority of sports pundits around the world, the majority of people in the boxing realm have said he's won twice and he has no victories. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not exactly ideal. And I don't know whether, if I was Triple G, I'd be up for fighting Canelo a third time. That's the thing. Because if I don't get him out of there, people are going to say I didn't win. Yeah. Because the way I look at it was, realistically, Canelo did better in the second fight than he did in the first fight. Yeah, you I, know what I mean? I was just, that's literally what I was just thinking there. And like, so, and if you look at it again, they probably won't fight for another year. Yeah, so and then, Canelo will only get better yeah. and Triple G probably get worse. Yeah, yeah, so, that's the thing, yeah. It's just uh, probably not probably not that great an idea to do a third fight for Klovkin unless they can agree in a new location. Yeah. And I don't really think there is another location for those two to fight. Well, that's the thing. Billy Joe Saunders is now fighting in, in Boston on October 20th, I think it is. And like he, he could be in line to fight Canelo next as well. Yeah, I'd be well up for that one. Yeah, same here. Same here. And I wonder... Oh, see, I think Billy Joe Saunders is actually... Such a badass that he'd like go fight in Mexico. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I feel like he'd probably fight him anywhere. I don't think there is a, a location where Billy Joe wouldn't go. But I'd say he'd probably fancy Vegas for it. He'd probably fancy the T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, but, but let's see if he wins this one in Boston anyway. But um, overall, what do you think of the fight? I think people got exactly what they wanted. Yeah. Bar, bar the production. Because like, th- these lads were waiting in the back for like two hours before they came out. It was just like... It's, UFC just has it perfectly. He's like in, 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 in. There's no messing around. Whereas like... Triple G and Canelo were in the background just like chilling out for ages. Like boxing needs to like hurry this stuff up, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. for people like us having to wait till like five AM in the morning to watch them fight. I I think the problem with boxing is it's too many rounds and too short a time. So therefore it's very hard to build a start because you're trying to build someone um between the rounds, um, with the length of the rounds, you're sitting there watching someone for forty five minutes who you don't know. I suppose with UFC, you get in there there's potentially you might be in there for 25 minutes max, yeah. but you could get out of there very, very soon, and then you're like, oh, that person was very good, I want to see them again. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that, that, that's, a, that's actually such a perfect point. Like, the, the rounds in boxing are, are too short, and they go on too long. It should just be, like, five minutes around, and then having, like, seven rounds max, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the even number just creates the possibility of a draw, you know, and it's just like... We have to like go through all this again. We want to win her now. Same way with the NFL, it goes into overtime. <coughs> you know what I mean? Like it needs to, it needs like another round. This would have all been sorted last time if it was like think eleven good, or thirteen rounds. Think of how good the last round of boxing would be. Like a sudden death round. Yeah. Why don't they just bring in a sudden death round where like the first the judges like they know the judges scores as they go along. You know what I mean? Oh no, that's the thing. Or you know it'd be brilliant. Charles Onan came up with this point for MMA, which would be fantastic. If like the judges have to punch in their score at the end of each round, and then like it comes up on the, on the screen, and you know if you're winning or losing the fight, so therefore you're given the opportunity to make an adjustment. I think it's because boxing is like so old that like they they still try to keep it in its roots, whereas like they should evolve they should evolve it in some sort of mm. way. You know what I mean? So at least like Triple G could have known going into that last round that he was losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he could have went for it rather than like being like. Because I thought he was winning going into that round. And yeah. then you actually thought he was losing, didn't you? Oh, well, I thought it was like leaning towards a draw at that stage. Someone was obviously winning at that stage. Obviously Canelo. Yeah, but I thought I thought Canelo needed the last round. Cause like, And then I'm like, right, he now it can be like, he'll win. Mm-hmm. I felt like Triple G won the last round. I was like, it could be a draw. Triple G might have won. Yeah. I felt the last round was very, like was a, a big turn and obviously it did end up being a big turn at the end because two of the scorecards were at 115 to 
113, 113, and they both gave the last round to Canelo. Yeah. In fairness, it was a good fight, and it, like they both mm. slugged it out. Like the the who's who of celebrities were there. Like LeBron James was there, uh, Dave Chappelle was there, uh, who else was there? Will Smith was there. I think once LeBron James shows up, like that's therefore automatic a list celebrities dot com. Yeah. Um, is there anything else about the fight? Would you, do you want to see it again? I, I, I'd like to see someone else have a crack at the whip. No offense to Triple G, but like it's really hard the way Triple G and Canelo neither of them speak cr- like proper, quote unquote, yeah, proper on. English. That that was one problem I had. I I I got to enjoy zero build up to the fight. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I watched the whatever it is, the all access or whatever you call it, and I was like, right, that's great, and all like I enjoy the guy who does the voiceover commentary in the background, but. Having to sit there and read the subtitles when you have a, a rough idea, you know what they're going to say. Yeah. I'm not that interested, really, to be and, honest. Yeah, and Triple G's, I know he, he was like an absolute badass when he was younger and mm. like still is a badass, but like he so he comes across as a bit like he's like a bit of a geek in a way or something. But and then Canelo comes across very, very dry. Yeah. So there wasn't much like it's not like a Tyson Fury there and you're like, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him going again, you know? I think it's one of those things where if someone doesn't speak the language, you actually don't know if they're funny. So therefore. You have no real way to relate to them. You can, basically, Canel's going to tell you he's going to win. Triple G's going to tell you he's going to win in his own language. Just they're going, going, right? They're both going to win. Fair enough. Yeah. And there's something about Oscar De La Hoya that I don't really like. I just seem oh, he's too smug or something, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's a bit greasy in some way, isn't he? Yeah, I, I feel like he's done some very underhanded tricks in his days. Yeah. No, do you remember there was all pictures coming out of him like cross dressing, getting absolutely coked out of his brains with browsers and stuff. Do you remember that? Yeah. No, I've. Vague recollection of the cross dressing thing, but like I know he's definitely a big party boy. Anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. I f- I feel like he's one of those lads who wears like the white pants and the black shirt and walks in with the Rolex on, and you know what I mean. Like he's probably not sound. Yeah, I, yeah, just, I just I just think it was the way he like he ran down McGregor against Mayweather, and now he's like going all in with Chuck Liddell against uh, Tito Ortiz. They also had the, the square off in the press conference that day as well. Uh, did you see that, did you? Uh, actually, I saw the square off. I didn't actually see the press yeah. conference. Like, in fairness, I have very little interest in that fight. I'll probably watch it when it comes to it, but it's one of those things where Oscar De La Hoya was calling it the MMA. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. he, uh, I was just like, I'll oh, hear it up. He called Chuck Liddell. He goes, Chuck Lydell. Yeah. Uh, and Tito Ortiz was so, like, cringy as always. He's just such a... He needs to learn how to not be such a cringe bag. He had his, yeah. like, his, like, feet up on the desk being like, you are going to die, Chuck. And all this stuff. And you're like, oh, here, man. Yes, you can't say that after he's like knocked you out twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, like entertaining fight, and it just blew up the internet after. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, also, Ireland's own Spike O'Sullivan got knocked out in the first round against uh, Lemieux. Um, you got absolutely. That, that was the first time I've seen someone get knocked out in the first round since like Mike Tyson back in the day. Yeah, especially. I'm pretty sure it was like some sort of world championship fight. It, it was, was definitely. It was definitely. A decently, like they're definitely both top five anyway. Yeah. Well, the winner winner of that was in line to take on Triple G or Canelo. Oh yeah, there you go. But now I don't know if that's gonna happen because I think Lemieux lost to Canelo. So. Oh yeah. Also, Canelo like took all Triple G's belts as well, didn't he? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. you, 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 he's like, after taking everything off. Yeah, he, yeah. It literally took <laughs> his took his life. Yeah. But um, coming up this weekend on Saturday, Anthony Joshua's taking on Bevekin in Wembley. Uh, Ross, what are you expecting of this? Um, to be honest. Very little build up on, I've seen on this as well. To be honest, I've seen the sort of ad for it a lot, and I've seen the two of them square off. I was actually when I first saw it, I was like, "Where is his opponent?" I actually thought Pavekin was like some sort of security guard for Joshua. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. he just looks so like standardly Russian, doesn't he? 
Um, look, I expect Joshua to get in there, uh, either win like 12 rounds at zero, or maybe knock him out in round six or seven. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know a hell of a lot about Vekin. His name just gets thrown around a lot, I feel. Uh, I don't think he, like after seeing, well, clearly I've never seen him fight because I, I didn't see him there. Yeah. Um, I'm not overly sold on him as a challenger for Joshua. Is there anyone on the undercard? Uh, no one actually wants to mind to be honest oh well there you go so like yeah I will watch it I suppose Um, I, he's probably still going to sell out Wembley anyway definitely uh, his name recognition does that alone but like he's not unless he's fighting if he was fighting Dillian White again I'd be more interested you know what I mean yeah like do Pavek can speak English probably not I haven't seen him speak English to be honest man no but um, like obviously everyone's expecting Nancy Joshua to win this um, mm. after watching his last fight it was actually very unconvincing um, I feel like ever since he's won the belt well ever since he beat uh, Klitschko he's gone into almost like a Tyrone Woodley sort of situation where he's just coasting and making the person have to beat him yeah he's not losing yeah but um, I'd love if he came out with a big statement and knocked out Povetkin because uh, I want to see him take on the winner of Wilder and Fury so that leads me into the situation do you think Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury will be in the crowd potentially so because that Fury Wilder fight doesn't seem to be signed yet it just seems to... They seem to create a bit of hype. And I wouldn't be surprised. And it would be a really good move from Waller's point of view to sort of feel like Joshua's get him getting on Eddie Hearn's case saying, oh, here, look, I'm after losing out on a lot of money. Waller's going to fight Fury. Who's my next opponent? Where's my next big payday? And then Waller's after, you know, hyping up the Fury fight. And then he could do a complete U-turn and be like, I'm going to fight Joshua, actually. That's where the money is. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. It... it I'm, that's why I'm looking forward to the Saturday but like I wish it was Joshua versus Wilder or Fury you know yeah until until, until like I see a press conference um, or see a poster with the two people on it with a date on it it's all smoke and mirrors to me yeah why do you think that hasn't been finalised yet Fury versus Wilder because it was announced ages ago I suppose you said it to me earlier today uh, we had a quick chat about it and I think it's just it must be the money situation um, maybe it's maybe it's a combination of money and location Maybe Fury wants to fight in Manchester. Wilder probably wants to fight over in America. And then maybe on top of that, they're trying to decide who the A-side is. That's the thing, yeah. I think if they fight in the UK, Fury's probably the A-side. But if they fight in America, then Wilder's definitely the A-side. So therefore, where is the mutual coming ground? You know what I mean? Maybe if they fight, fight in New York, you know what I mean? It's probably a 55-45 split for Wilder. Because... People from the UK and Ireland will travel to New York. But I don't mean. think, like, to ask them to travel to LA or Vegas is a big ask. Yeah, uh, the more the more west you go, the less known Fury is, I think. Yeah, unless your name's Conor McGregor. Yeah. But um, that's this Saturday anyway. That's going to be a good night to watch the boxing. Yeah. It's always cool crack watching Anthony Joshua anyway. Even, like, even the pyrotechnics that go on the way in, like, it's a, it's a spectacle to say the least. Yeah, and, like, Sometimes he gets people to sing me into the thing as well, and it's interesting to see who goes to watch him fight. So it'd be good to watch. Yeah, it'd be full of Real Ferdinand will be there. Yeah, it'd be full of A listers, yeah. Um anything else to say about the boxing before we move into the world of mixed martial arts? Uh no, just boxing's as good as it's ever been now, which is great. Because like two years ago they were saying boxing is dying, so great to have it. Yeah. Going a full tilt. Right, so if you're in, if what, let us know in the comments what you made of Triple G against Canelo and who do you actually think won. 
because uh, yeah, it was very very close. And there's me thinking that Triple G won and Ross Todd Canella won, but like obviously Ross will pick the winner, you know. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna move into the press conference that's gonna break the internet this Thursday. Conor McGregor, Conor, sorry, excuse me, Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov are gonna meet face to face for the first time since the infamous Dolly situation in New York, and um, they're gonna be both meeting each other at Radio City Hall in New York. Uh, Ross, why do you, what do you make this the scenario that only media are allowed into the building for this press conference? Because we've been at the press conference when Ho- Connor took Jose Aldo's belt. Um, we all, everyone knows that Connor like thrives off like the fans chanting him on and he like literally goes all out. So um, why do you think only press are allowed for this one and what are you sort of expecting from this press conference as well? Because it's this build up for UFC two two nine has been very quiet from both yeah. men. Um first things first, I don't like the poster for the press conference. I know we put it up but it says like first time they come face to face. And it's not the first time they come face to face. This will be the third time they've come face to face, if not the fourth time. First of all, we put up a picture of the two of them hugging each other, right? They had a co- confrontation at UFC 205 backstage. Then there was the bloody incident, and now there's this. You know what I mean? No, UFC- first, time, first time to come face-to-face since the dolly. Yeah, but this is the first time face-to-face ever on the poster. Okay. That's what I'm, just like, I'm just like, stop lying to us. I don't like when they lie. But... I must say, I think having no public there is a big mistake. The public will bring atmosphere, they bring hype. I think that it will create an atmosphere and it will get the press conference to grow. More eyes will be on it if there's more. And you let the fans ask one or two questions, you know what I mean? Then you create glorious moments. What do you think? Um, first of all, I can understand. I can understand both sort of situations. Like, realistically, if all the media are there, that means all the media are going to make sure that they, like, record and post out to their media sources so everyone will be able to see it, rather than... There's no point in letting in, like, 60-year-old Mick who, like, still has a, a Nokia 3310, a.k.a. a not-a-smartphone, and not being able to... He's probably just taking up space and not being able to let this go as far as it can because, obviously, there's been arguments between Dana and Connor about promoting the thing because... Uh, there's been no promotion obviously yeah uh, so like Dana's probably like right the only people allowed in are people with like like a, a, a mass audience behind them you know what I mean yeah no I, I understand the UFC maybe they they don't want the ruckus they don't want the altercation to be as big but like Khabib's going to bring his team Connors were going to bring his team and they're the two teams that had the bus altercation in Brooklyn but no oh, like don't get me wrong obviously well, I, I've never. It's never been a situation like this because usually, you're, like the fans are allowed there. Because without the fans, it has nothing. You know, if there's no fans mm-hmm. watching this fight, no, then who's watching? And what's the point of it? But although, like when John Jones and DC had their punch up, you know, what I mean, they were brought face to face in front of a room full of people as well. I know. So I don't know. I just think you should bring the fans in. I think it's a much better idea. I think it'll create a much better atmosphere. There'll be a bigger buzz. Um, I don't know, the media, in fairness, when you have Conor McGregor and Khabib there, they'll make a bit of noise amongst themselves, you know what I mean? They'll, they'll get the sound by boys, so it'll be their laughs. How long do you think the press conference is going to be? Because sometimes they're very, very short. 
I say it'll be at least about half an hour. There's obviously some questions going to be asked. Obviously, Ariel's going to ask his questions, like trying to stir the pot, being like, "Why has there been no promotion?" All this sort of stuff. Connor usually shows up late for press conferences as well, so who really knows what's going to happen? Um, Will he show up with a belt? Well, that's the thing. Before we we we'll get into what we're expecting, because we 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 should we should predict what's going to happen, because then we'll see what actually happens. So first of all, we both actually wish there were actual uh, like fans there, right? Yeah. We both agree yeah. that, yeah. Um, it's all going down on Thursday. You're going to come face to face. Is there anything else? Will they be the only fighters there? That's the thing. I have a feeling they might be. I have a feeling the UFC 230 main event will be announced. Yeah, I was thinking that as well, but do you not think that will like, overshadow? You know what I mean? See, see the way Nate Diaz is like, oh, I'm not fighting now because they showed the promotion of McGregor versus Khabib. So like maybe if they're like oh by the way Tyrone Woodley is fighting Colby Covington like maybe that's like a waste of announcement at the Conor McGregor and Khabib. Thing, the, only, you know? the only way the only reason I always say they will announce it is because this uh, video is going to get more views than any video they've probably ever done. True. Also, yeah, may, may, possibly they might announce the John Jones thing because yeah. uh, it's in New York and this press conference is in New York as well. Um, but, but, right, so we'll get into the press conference, right? First of all, Khabib's obviously going to be sitting there with a belt, yeah? Yeah. Do you think Connor's going to come in with two belts, or one belt, or no belt? So there, that's the first prediction we have to make. Oh, you can come with one belt. Do you think, like, it'll be there for him already, or he'll bring it? I think he'll bring it. I think he'll carry it in with him. And what sort of... You think he'll carry it in? Well, then may as yeah. well bring both of them. Um, I, I know this is going to sound like a very no-nose question, but what's he going to wear? I know. Because, like, in fairness, the last time we did a press conference in New York, I remember the Eddie Alvarez uh, outfit he wore, you know what I mean? Yeah, to give the mink. And then he had the fuck you suit, you know what I mean? Yeah, for the Mayweather. And yeah. then even remember, he changed his whole entire style when he was meant to fight RDA. Yeah. And he came in, like, the El Chapo shirt. Yeah. And, every, like, that threw everyone off. Yeah, and then he had, do you remember he wore, the, like, the other uh, coat, the fur polar bear coat? And the trousers with no shirt. Yeah, for yeah. the for the other New York. Yeah, press. when he was walking around, he always New York. goes all out in New York, doesn't he? Yeah, I just, for some reason I'm just expecting a different Connor here. You know that? Um, just by looking at his posts and the way he's like growing his beard massively, he looks like he's just gone turned into caveman mode, and he's just like determined to win this. Like, I mean, this is the biggest fight of his career. Um, well, they always are. They always get bigger and bigger and bigger. Really, don't. But I think like, he'll have sunglasses on anyway, one way or another. Yeah, I just I think he's going to be sort of quiet at this press conference. I don't think he's going to be loud and shouting. Mm. I think he's going to be really like, oh, I'm here to win. And uh, the same I, way he's been online, the way he hasn't been talking or anything really, I think he's going to be really like, oh, I'm here to win. I'm here to reclaim my belts. And that's it. I don't think he's going to go over and throw too much bravado and grab with Khabib's belt or anything. I think he's like, I think he's going to be as serious as ever. I, that's what I think. I think I think there's going to be no messing this time. I think it's there's too much on the line for him, you know? Yeah, I think he's going to come in. He's going to give extraordinarily blunt answers. Yeah. I'd say I I'd say he's gonna predict he's gonna knock Khabib out yeah. in the first round. He'll stand there, he'll take his sunglasses off, he'll stare him down. And I my oh my, my prediction is Conor McGregor is in Radio Hall for ten minutes and ten minutes alone. Straight in, no messing and out. Straight in, no messing. That's a can you pick like obviously right we're both sort of agreeing that we think he's gonna be really like And also he'll be late. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, th- I think the press conference is going to start without him. And Khabib's going to be sitting there for about 20 minutes answering questions. McGregor comes in, says, I don't give a fuck, I'm late. I'm here now. Ask what you have to ask me because you have 10 minutes and then I'm gone. Yeah. Do you think we keep, by the way, obviously changing subject here, but I'm 
But do you think Khabib would be wearing a suit or like tracksuit? Suit, no tie. Suit, no tie. Um, I think I think we both agree that we think Connor's just going to be totally serious about this and just yeah. like very blunt and very like, I'm here now. I'm going to sell the fight no matter what. See us later. Um, can you like I know we're both thinking that, but can you picture him being in any way the other side of the coin, str- Billy strutting out, being like, on the man, grabbing belts and all. Do you know what I mean? A little bit because he does really love New York. So like I could see him wearing something quite flash and like sort of throwing a little bit of rattle there, saying he loves the city, yada yada yada. Also last time he was in New York it was the whole Brooklyn thing. Yeah. Well, obviously he's been back and has a court date since but the last time he was yeah. there on business he was uh it didn't work out too well for him. So you know, he'll probably be maybe a bit more on so on his behaviour, but you know what? The greatest thing about Conor McGregor is is the fact he's so unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah, so myself and Ross are both predicting that Conor will actually be on good behaviour, on his own behaviour, doing what he like, just being like short and sweet, in and out. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're agreeing that, yeah? I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, let us know what you think as well, what, what sort of Conor McGregor's going to show up because... Uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be a couple of hundred thousand people tuning in to watch this live on YouTube. Um, how many people do you think are going to be watching it live? Uh, congruent is that the correct word? Congruent. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's the wrong word anyway. Um, I think you can have over a million live viewers. Do you? Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking I was thinking about like two or three hundred thousand. But like like live. Yeah, but in fairness, they let people know exactly when the press conference is, so people like will box off time to watch it. That's the way I look at it. It's like. Well known events Yeah So that's on Thursday And let us know What Conor Gregor You think is going to show up And do you think They'll announce The main event for UFC 230 Like I do not care As long as both guys Are there And both guys show up For UFC 209 Like if they do They do If they don't They don't It doesn't bother me Do you have any new Predictions for it Tyron Woodley Against Colby Covington I think is In the works But I think they're still Trying to sort out John Jones But like I actually saw a video This week And it was like It was like Really bad quality video Guess who John Jones had a face off with this week? Was it Rumble Johnson? Yeah, I saw that and I was like, I must have seen that as well. Yeah, so I was like, hmm, interesting. Like that's very strange. I just think the Woodley Colby thing was solved. The way Colby is still like, this is my belt, and he's been to the White House, and he said he 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 invited, he invited Donald Trump Jr. and all the, the Trumps to his next fight and stuff. I just think like it's. I'd, I'd, I'd be all in for that one, but yeah. I'd love to see John Jones versus Rumble because that was the fight I wanted to see before um, John Jones went AWOL. Yeah, well, I'd be up for Woodley Covington or John Jones Rumble or Gustafson. I'd be up for any of them, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, give me any of those five. Give people. me them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Why yeah. not do both? Yeah, do add, add them all on. Because Joe Rogan said he was like, I know something big going, going there. I don't know what's out. Actually, you know what? Does not make perfect sense being in New York to announce the UFC 230 main event. Yeah, that's what I just said because it's in New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what? What are we like? Sorry, sometimes I go off my own brain. Very me. So, are we talking UFC Moscow next? Yeah, so definitely let us know what you think about Conor McGregor and what you, what McGregor's going to show up. And if you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to give us a shout out and say you love MMA. And as always, stay energised. Right, so over the weekend, UFC went to Moscow and it was headlined by... Uh, Mark Hunt against Olenek. Alexei Olenek. That's it, yeah. But uh, we're just going to go over some of the fights that happened on the card because uh, they, they actually got a, they, they got a good turnout there in Russia. Like It was the, the fifth most attended UFC event ever with over 22,000 people there. So that, like that's a load of people. Uh, we, were try, we were interacting with some people at the event and like everyone was Russian. There was not one Irish man in the building. But... Um, 
I'm actually surprised that's the fifth highest ever attendance. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't done more stadium shows than that, if that makes sense. Yeah, same here, but like it just shows how much the UC is growing and growing. And how, but in fairness, there's like 120 million people at least in Russia. So Yeah. Um, where do you want to start? Cause, um, I, I think we should start off with Shamil Amarabukovov against uh, Andrei Arlovsky. Yeah, Shamil Abdurakhimov uh, defeated Andrei Arlovsky by unanimous decision. Uh, Ross, you actually thought Andrei Arlovsky won this, but um, yeah. it was in it was in the hometown of Moscow, so uh, I'm not really surprised that the hometown favorite got the win. Um, Shamil, yeah, fair play to Andrei Arlovsky for just not being knocked out anymore because I thought his team was absolutely gonzo, yeah. but it was very tempting fight. It wasn't that great, so like, no, it wasn't. I'm not that interested. I think your man Shamil though is gonna have to fight some good now though because like you can't beat Andrei Arlovsky and then not fight some good. Yeah, he's now on a two fight win streak, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he said he would he would like to take on uh, Derek Lewis next, was it? Did he? Or was, was that Oli Anik? No, I think Oli Anik Oli Anik did. Right. I actually don't think that's who he's going to fight next. Okay, well, right. we'll get to that in a sec. Yeah, we'll, we'll worry about the letter. Uh, then light heavyweight division, Jan Blakovich defeated Nikita Krylov um, by submission. Um, Ross, what's making that? Uh, I was actually surprised because uh, Nikita Krylov's actually quite good on the ground. So I was very impressed that Jan Blakovic uh, went in there and got the sub. And that's. He won. He beat Jimmy Mano in his fight before that. So like he's on a bit of a roll as of late. So he's sort of up there going to get fight one of the upper echelon guys. I wouldn't be surprised to see him fight like an Alir Latifi again or an OSP. I think, did he mention Gustafsson's name? Uh, I know Dan Hardy was trying to encourage him to call out like someone like DC. Obviously, he's not going to get the DC fight, but he was like, who do you want? And he was like, well, the whole division's being held up here, so I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, who would you like to see him next for you? Maybe OSP. Cool. Then uh, in the heavyweight division, uh, only Anik defeated Mark Hunt by rear naked choke in the very first round. Uh, I actually thought Mark Hunt was winning the first round and then all of a sudden uh, choked him out. Yeah, how can you let Olyanik choke you out? Like, this is the one guy. He's what's it called the the boa constrictor, isn't yeah. he? How can you let him like submit you? Like, this is this knowing that this is his game. For for me, this was the like only super relevant fight in the card. It was the only fight that I was like, right, I have to watch that. Yeah, and the other ones I was just watching when I was waiting for. So <laughs> my first thought was, Mark Hunt looks dreadful. Um. He probably didn't enjoy going to Russia. He probably didn't enjoy the Russian food. He has to cut weight to make 265. He probably didn't enjoy that. And then I looked at Oli Anuk and he weighed like 228 or something for the fight. He would weigh really, really light. And I was like, right, Hunt's got to get in here, hit him with an uppercut, and that's going to be it, lights out. Got in there. Hunt looked quite tentative in my opinion. Wasn't that impressed. Oli Anuk's stand-up looked like it quite improved a bit. Hit him with a head kick. Sort of went for a takedown. Didn't get it. Went for a takedown again. Sort of eventually got the takedown. And that's all she wrote, you know what I mean? Hunt didn't look interested. I'm not really that keen interested in seeing Hunt fight again. He's 13 and 13 and 1 now. Well, 1 and 1. Hunt, I think, needs to hang him up. What do you think? Yeah, he seemed a bit pissed off. I think. Yeah. Do you think that's got anything to do with that situation with Brock Lesnar beating him and then he didn't get his pay for it? Yeah, and then Brock Lesnar's getting a title shot. Yeah. So that, yeah. That, I think that has yeah. to be it. That's the only thing that makes logical sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I actually think Oli Nehinuk is going to end up having to fight Alistair Overeem next, you know that? Cool. Because, like, Overeem hasn't fought in a while. He's going to have to fight someone higher up on the card, or, like, higher up in the rankings. And, like, I think that fight makes sense. Yeah. 
They should probably have that in Europe and let a headline somewhere in Europe, shouldn't they? Yeah, that would also make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if, they're, if they're yeah. doing an early next year European card. Although, Oli Nainov, who knows, he could fight, step in and fight someone on short notice. Because, like, clearly he just won without taking any damage. Yeah, he's a load of mileage on him, though, as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like 50 wins and 10 losses. What you make of the, what you make of the card itself? Look, it was a very good Russian-based card. You have, like... Uh, Rustam Kabilov, he fought earlier on against Cajun Johnson. Then you had uh, Mabrik Tosimov beating Desmond Green. I mean, it was it was a very good Russian-based card, yeah. is what I would say. Kunchenko beat Tiago Alves. Yeah. Tiago Alves didn't look like he wanted to be there either, to be honest. Yeah, so, like, first, UFC did a good job putting on a, a good card in Russia, but it wasn't that entertaining. Well, not that it wasn't that I wasn't that interested overall. I had no. very little relevance in terms of title contention yeah. or people... Who are going to be future champions, in my opinion? Yeah, they're just testing the waters in yeah. Russia. To be honest, uh, neither of us were that interested in the last week, but like obviously we're going to watch it. That's the thing. Yeah. But uh, I'll give it a, like f- f- uh, just because Mark Hunt didn't look that interested, then I'm just going to give it a, like a five. I'll give it. I'll give it a six out of ten, just because I always like to say good job to UFC for putting a good Russian card in Russian or a good Russia card in Russia. But in terms of North American. Interest very little. Yeah, uh, you didn't happen to catch the interview that John Kavanaugh posted. I think it could have been pre-fights or post-fights with Ioana Janjajic. Um, a reporter was asking her who did you, who did she think is going to win between Connor and Khabib. Oh, uh, I saw this, and, and then she, she was like, "What you, did you see this?" Oh, I, I think that she refused to answer, and then she made him stand up on the podium, and then made him answer answer the question. Yeah, he was trying to be. He was trying to get her to be like. I want, side. yeah, I want Khabib to win, and she was like, "Here, look, both guys are very, very good, and they're both my colleagues." That's what she said, and like, obviously, she's fought in cards with Conor before, yeah. So, like, oh, and Khabib, obviously as well. So she didn't know who to pick, yeah. and then your man like was trying to put her on the spot. So she's like, "Come up here on the podium beside me," and he was like, "Oh, um, I don't know." He was just came across as an absolute dickhead, but uh, she made him even look even worse. Um, you can check it out. John Kavanagh retweeted it there the other day if you're interested. But yeah. um, this week, have you got anything else to say about UFC Moscow? Um, no, like, next time UFC goes to Russia, I probably also won't go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, the awkward thing for myself and Ross is we interact with people that go to the events. And, like, being Irish, uh, and, like, obviously Conor McGregor's Irish, and then the UFC being in Russia, and, like, obviously the Russians are up for Khabib, they're not really going to follow Energized. And you know what else? It was like, actually on too early as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. Although you could, you were able to swap through between that and the boxing, though. I know, yeah, but it, I wish it was on that little bit later. As in, like, the main event, they were in the cage by, like, half eight. Yeah. That's too early. Um, then, this weekend, UFC Brazil is on Saturday. And there's, it's being headlined in the light heavyweight division. Jimmy Manoa's taking on Tiago Santos. But uh, we're going to look through the card here and just name a few fights that you want to look out for. Um, we're going to start off with the return of Renan Burrell in the bantamweight division taking on Andre Ewald. Uh, Ross, what you make of Renan Burrell? Um, he hasn't really seen the same since he was champion pre-USADA. What are you sort of expecting here? Look, I expect him to get the win because I don't know who he's actually fighting against. Uh, I've never heard your man before and he's fighting in Brazil so I expect Henry Brow to get the job done here but you're right he's lost the last two fights he lost the last fight to Brian Keller I don't think Brian Keller is going to be UFC champion anytime soon no. uh, he is a good fighter but like he's just about top 15 Henry Brow look it's, it's sort of funny to see because when he was you know 30 and 1 or wherever he was when he was champion people yeah. were like oh he's better than Jose Aldo he's better pound for pound etc etc mm-hmm. and then he sort of lost 
and fell into absolute irrelevancy as opposed to Jose Aldo lost and yeah he lost Max Holloway but you, if you're not named Conor McGregor or Max Holloway you haven't beat Jose Aldo you know what I mean Yeah. so therefore Jose Aldo is still one of the best fighters in the world and Henan Brown just isn't so I'm actually not overly interested I'm surprised they're giving him such a random person to fight to be honest yeah, it's probably just the they're looking after the Brazilians the way they yeah. looked after the Russians there. But um, it, who you expect? You're obviously expecting Brown to win. Same here. Yeah. Uh, then the next fight in the light heavyweight division, uh, Antonio Nogueira, uh, Little Nog is taking on Sam. Well, smiling Sam Alvey. Um, Ross, what are you expecting from this? And also, do you think it's going to be Little Nog's last fight in the UFC? Uh, I hundred percent it is. I already thought, I actually thought he was already retired. He hasn't so in two years. So did I. I thought he was just doing all the the commentary and stuff like that. Guess who Little Nog's last fight was against? No, it was against Ryan Bader. He was at the Bellator light heavyweight champion two years ago. You know what I mean? So yeah. like that that shows how long ago it was since he fought. He looks so old as well, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, him and his brother like they move so like robotically or something, yeah. don't they? Like He's very stiff. Yeah, yeah. It's just not a good look anyway. Yeah. Uh, look, I expect Smile and Sam Alvey to come in here and get the knockout. Although, Nogueira's boxing is very technically very, very good. But I feel like Alvey's going to be faster and like hit him hard enough. Alvey's on a two-fight winning streak. He beat Rashad Evans and Jan Vellante in his last two fights. So, I expect Smile and Sam Alvey to get the win here. And it'll be one of the few Brazilian upsets on the night. Yeah, I think Sam Alvey will win by decision. Although it's good putting Sam Alvey in enemy territory because he's so, sort of someone who, like, despite he might beat the hometown favourite, people like him anyway. Yeah, and he'll be smiling. Mm. Do you think he will shave the smiley face on the back of his head? I'm sure he will. Be. Yeah, I think he's, he's, he, <laughs> tends, he tends to always do something weird. Do you remember he, they weren't allowed sponsors, so he uh, fake tanned the sponsor onto his chest? Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a, a nice, nice character. He's a nice guy. He was actually in... The ultimate fighter on the same season as Tony Ferguson. Although he wasn't saying that nice things about McGregor going up against Khabib. Very Sam Alvey. You would have yeah. talked with that ginger hair. He would have been like more... Rooting for the Irish. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, then in the welterweight division, Alex Cowboy Oliveira is taking on Carlos Pedersoli Jr. Um, Who? Ross, exactly. Uh, Ross, the Brazilian Cowboy is looking okay these days, isn't he? He's coming off the biggest win of his career. He beat Carlos Con- Conda in his last fight by guillotine, so... Yeah, and who 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 did he beat before that? He beat um, the Hawaiian guy. Oh, Yancy Medeiros. Yeah, and that was an unbelievable fight. Yeah, so look, I'm all about Brazilian cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, you see, are definitely back in the Brazilians here. They're obviously trying to build it up more because there's not many Brazilian superstars yeah. coming out, really, is there? No, there's not really. Like you know, I mean, like what you have, Man Nunes champion, and then like Jose Aldo, more likely won't be featherweight champion again. Oh, actually. That, just when I say Jose Aldo, apparently he's looking to get a fight on the Toronto card and make his UFC lightweight debut. That'd be interesting to see. Yeah, it would be, yeah. So if he went up the lightweight, I'd be interested in seeing that. Yeah, so... But yeah, other than that, no no major superstars. Oh, Paolo Costa, though. He could be. Yeah, no, Paolo yeah. Costa. Yeah, he's after he's out of the UFC 2-2... Two, 2-3, two, two, well, yeah. well, Yo Romero's out. Whether oh, okay. he's out or not, who knows. Yeah, he's definitely one to look out for. But uh, moving on to the main event of the evening. In the main event, in the light heavyweight division, Jimmy the Man Manuel is taking on Thiago Santos. Uh, Ross, are you expecting Jimmy Manuel to cause a, an upset in Brazil? Well, Jimmy Manuel, I think, has lost his last two fights against... Jan Blackwich and Volkan No Time Ozdemir. Uh, Thiago Santos won his last fight against Kevin Holland. Do you remember the fellow who was on the Contender Series? Yeah. But this is Thiago Santos' light heavyweight debut. He normally fights at middleweight. Um, 
he's very, very good Muay Thai. He's one of the few owners of a spinning back kick KO in the UFC. So, realistically, I feel like someone's going to connect faster and harder. And I think on this occasion, it'll be Jimmy, Jimmy Mano, to be honest. Do you think so? Do you, know, yeah. a, do you think Jimmy Mano was chins a bit, he's a bit chinny now these days? Yeah, but I feel like he hits just that bit harder. And he's still fast. Put it this way, I think this one's going to be over in the first round. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I think it's going to be a bit of a... Who, who lands harder yeah, and faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually just going to go with Thiago Santos, just because it's in Brazil. And uh, I don't know how good Jimmy Mano is going to take it all in and be in the, the headliner, really, yeah. in Brazil, in the enemy territory. Um, Ross, is there anyone else in the card that you want to tell us that we should keep an eye out for as well? Cause, uh, well, Evan Dunn's fighting uh, Francisco Trinaldo on the card. That should be an interesting fight. They're about two top 15 heavyweight, or fifteen lightweights. Who's winning? Um, you getting the uh, weight divisions wrong. Uh, also, Charles Oliveira is fighting, and he's always good for a slick submission. I don't know why Random Marcos is on the main card. I feel like UFC these days are getting their cards all over the shop, aren't they? The the, the running order, anyway. I think they're only they're only like looking out for the the pay per views really, rather than um, the fight nights and stuff. I don't think they're really they really. I, I don't. I think Dana White's just going a bit on cruise control. You know, he's already yeah. He's already on. He already has like loads of money. He doesn't really give a shit if like. Lewis Henrique is on the undercard or the the headline card like in Brazil. He just he's just like ah whatever. Oh, I saw something about him saying he was didn't think he's ever gonna lose again. And I was like, here, look, I watched you fight go a few times and thought you were dreadful. So like, just keep it some but Don't bet on Lewis Henrique this weekend. That's my tip. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's a bit. Yeah, trust Ross in that one. But uh, yeah, are you looking forward to watching UFC Brazil on Saturday? Um. In fairness, as much as I was looking forward to UFC Moscow, will I watch it? Yes, because I have to watch it because you can't do a podcast and then maybe without watching the fights. Yeah. But am I overly looking forward to it? Not particularly. That's the thing, man. Like, uh, like that Moscow card, I was like, I don't care who wins any of these fights. And the same thing with this UFC Brazil. I'm just yeah. like, I'm, UFC 229, like, it's, the role, we're almost at that, like, there. We're like, you're, no one cares about UFC Brazil or UFC Moscow. No one was like, I have to check out and see what the lad said about UFC Moscow. It's just like, 229, let's get the shit in the road. See, I think I know too much about mixed martial arts that, like, when I actually look at the card, I go, none of these people are, like, ever going to compete for a title. Exactly, yeah. So, therefore, I'm like, mm. Like, when I looked at the Rush card, I was like, someone who I am high is your man, uh, Toysimov, and I was like, I think he could be very good. And I was like, yeah, he's fighting, like, on the prelim somewhere, so it's going to be hard to actually, like, watch that. And then, I look at that UFC Brazil card and, like, Nah, no one. Like, I was like, Jimmy Manaman pro- probably has a chance of fighting for the light heavyweight title at some stage, just because, like, if you win two fights in the light heavyweight division, you could be in there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, vacant belt, yeah. Yeah, but I hate the way when we're doing the show and you have to sort of be like, oh, you'll see Russia, yeah? Or you'll yeah, see Brazil. Try, try and hype up yeah. a rubbish card. Yeah, hence why we started with the boxing today, yeah. you know what I mean? If anyone else noticed that, like, let us know. I'm sure Rory Crowley definitely knows. By the way, congratulations on Rory uh, doing. What run the, the marathon over in Australia? Yeah, fair play to him. That's absolutely incredible. That's 26 miles. I don't know, like, in fairness, fair play to him, but I don't know how you run for, like, three hours without your headphones in. But fair play to you. I'm not sure if you had the headphones in or not, but the thing is, like, you sort of break down the race. Like, you're sort of, like... I remember when I was doing long-distance running, I wasn't like, right, start, and then run to the other at the end. I'd be like, run to that tree, and then be like, oh, then I'll give up then. But then, like, it's like, oh, no, run to the next tree. You know, you just have to keep tricking yourself. Oh, right. yeah. I, I, first, I don't think I was ever built for long-distance running. If, you, if, you, if you've seen the size of my legs, like, they're meant for sitting on the couch. Squatting. <laughs> <laughs> Very Ross Catwell. But uh, also on Friday, Bellator 205, Bellator 205 is on, and uh, AJ McKee's headline in the card. Uh, he's taking on John Texera. Um, 
So, like, if you're taking it easy on Friday night, that's uh, definitely the, one to check out. That, that's actually quite an interesting um, headliner, to be honest, because the other car, the other fights underneath it, uh, Tricky Pipple Free is fighting um, against Yamamuchi. But, like, Tricky <laughs> used to be, like, a champion of Bellator, so I suppose he's not up there. And then look out for Rafael Lovato Jr., because he is on fire these days. So, Bellator 205, it's worth a watch. Yeah, if you're, like, Taking it absolutely ham and cheesy. Ham and cheesy. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's call it spade a spade. Realistically, there's like plenty of fights, but like the, the only one that really people I think are going to be tuning into is uh, Anthony Joshua taking up a Vecan. Because if Anthony Joshua makes balls of that, like we're not going to get him against Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder. You know what I mean? The, the fight we want. Yeah, so Joshua. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But uh, make sure if you're tuning next week for the show, we're going to be covering. The press conference is also also going to be the, the countdown for UC two twenty nine. So that's the show that we want everyone to tune into. So like, really, if you tune into this week and you listen to the breakdown of UC Moscow, UC Brazil, like we thank you for tuning in and staying energized because we know it's not the most entertaining one, but uh, we have to do it because that's what we have to do, you know. Because we can't just we can't just start a podcast a couple of weeks before. UC 229 and then just start doing it from there, you know? Yeah, we can't tell you the same thing every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to keep it fresh. And also, yeah. we're dying to do that as well. We're sort of like, we're trying to fast forward time as well. And here. also, we give you a few insights on the fights that people might not know beforehand and they get to maybe learn about one or two fighters that they didn't know about beforehand. So it's always good to know. Yeah. I think people also get, they're also like now, with the press conference now on Thursday, they're like, what's, what's Connor going to do? Or, or the lads right? Oh, the mm. lads break that. Because most of the time, like, in fairness, we get like, we both give a prediction and one of us is sometimes right. Huh. <laughs> but uh, also today we were actually at uh, Catering Championship in Catering Championship 9 actually in Swords. Uh, C 9. Yeah, two of our two lads who actually support the page uh, Ian Gary and Andreas were fighting each other which was actually sort of funny because we were like we, can't, we don't the only two lads who follow who follow our page on the card are yeah. fighting each other. Yeah, of all the, the fights, the two lads that actually follow us are actually fighting each other. But uh, Ian, and they fought each other previously as well. Yeah, the, and Andreas won that, but uh, Ian Gary actually won this time by decision, and it was a uh, very very impressive. I think uh, like I think Ian has definitely got a long, I don't know, long long future, long career ahead. Him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like he's massive, he's young. He's hungry. I mean, what more do you want than a fighter? There's yeah, some... and he's very humble about him or something. He has a very like, very big likability factor about him. Yeah, he was after being in the papers all week about how like he's after quitting college and he's just working now with, in his uncle's company and just solely concentrating on fighting. And in fairness, he keeps getting the W's. And uh, he's, oh, sorry, he's only twenty, isn't he? Because he yeah. says twenty first is going to be Sev- sometime November. November. I'm not entirely Seventh, sure. Seventh, I'm going to guess. Yeah. But uh, we've linked him on our Instagram page, so you should definitely check him out because it's cool to get on someone's story at the beginning and follow him yeah. the whole way through, you know what I mean? It's no point to like watching Conor McGregor take on Khabib and be like, that's the first time you ever saw him fight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's we're trying to get to more circuit fights as well and uh, we were just doing media there as well. So it was cool to watch the fights on there. Yeah, it was good crack. It was in the right venue in Swords. It was good. Yeah, it was, there was actually some really, really high level um, K1 kickboxing there as well. And Muay Thai. It was, yeah, the standard was actually brilliant. Like, it was just, it just was, wasn't it? Yeah, there was some fella called Istvan. I don't know what his surname is. Uh, and he was absolutely incredible. It was like he, he had that sort of Gunnar Nelson calmness to him when he was in the when he was in the ring yeah. with like the looks of Mir uh Macwan and Mirakani and me and Balzbo were like who is that fella? I had to go look him up. Uh there was another fella Great Muay Thai. who was fighting uh Jay Council and he had a bit of persona to him. 
What did he say? He goes, I should have been an electrician because I'm sparking these cunts out. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, I was like yeah. that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the only person to get in the mic after a fight as well. He was, actually, he was. Yeah. He was, yeah. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was an enjoyable night. It was cool for the Sunday, you know what I mean? Because uh, we had to make sure we did the show today because it's Ross's birthday is on Tuesday. And uh, like usually we... We're promoting me on Tuesday. Yeah, we're promoting... We're trying to get Ross 6,000 likes for his birthday, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, next time uh, Cage Ring Championship come up again, um, we'll definitely watch their show. We'll definitely have their show. It was very, very impressive. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm too keen on the name of the show, though. Cage Ring Championship doesn't really, like, roll off the tongue, if you know what I mean. But yeah. it is what it is. I think they might just want to call it CRC, you know, yeah. something like that. But, uh, yeah, CRC Primetime 9. Um well, that's what it wraps up the show, man. Um, yeah. Obviously, we covered the boxing. Triple G against Canelo. We'd like to hear your opinion who won it. Uh, we're obviously covering Joshua Fekin. That's obviously the biggest news of this week. Um, Conor McGregor versus Khabib. The press conference on Thursday. That's the, I'm, yeah. looking for, I'm looking forward to that more than I'm looking forward to your birthday. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll, we'll probably go live on Instagram after that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just can't wait for it. That's what I'm looking forward to most. Yeah, no, it's going to be a big week in the world of mixed martial arts yeah. this week. We're looking forward hold on, hold on, to it. Hold on. Don't start finishing yet. Cheers for tuning in for UFC Moscow and UFC Brazil breakdown and Bellator 205 because we know it's not going to be the most amazing thing. But the Canelo, Triple G, Joshua Vivekin, Conor Khabib press conference, that's what we wanted to bring in. I mean, and then obviously we have to fit in the other stuff as well. Yeah, sure. We, we give you all the news for the very hardcore in-depth fans who want to know about Francesco Trinaldo fighting to the people who go, yeah, talk more about McGregor, people. The yeah. casuals, as people call them. Yeah. But I don't like saying casuals because people always view that as a negative uh, perception, don't no, they? No, I well, mean, like... The, I think some people do, but yeah. But <laughs> we, I give, we give the people what they want. What more do you want from us? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I, by the way, thanks to everyone who congratulated us on our 100th podcast episode as well. Yeah. We did get a lot of messages over that. That was a big deal. Yeah, actually, I want to add something in. Um, okay, we're, I know we were just wrapping up the show, and if you're still listening right now, this is something very important I want to bring up. Uh, over the weekend... Uh, there was a situation that came up on our Instagram page about uh, someone that follows us. They they actually did some like bodily harm they did to themselves and put it up online. Uh, Ross got in contact with them straight away, being like, "Hi, okay." Um, and then all of a sudden they took it down. I don't want to say if it was a man or a woman, but uh, it's it was it's it, this problem with mental health. This is a problem that men and women have, no matter how rich you are or how poor you are. You can both have it either way. Uh, if you're like suffering any sort of way in any sort of way first of all obviously this person put this up online cause, as a cry for help because they obviously felt like they had nowhere to go you know what I mean and then they felt like that was the thing to do now I don't think that was the smartest way to do but luckily enough for them that Ross was watching that Ross could be like are you okay so I don't know if that was the right or wrong thing for them to do you know what I mean but people just do crazy stuff when they feel like they're alone they've nowhere else to turn but um, if you're dealing with mental health and any sort of problems at all you don't like bottle it up you can definitely give us a shout anyway you know or uh, you know what I mean you, you don't have to like go it alone because really yeah. thousands of people these days are, are dealing with stuff and this person like if you look at their Instagram page they're like having the crack and you know what I mean like I mean and they're good looking whether, <laughs> whether you want to say it's a man or a woman whatever like okay it's obviously yeah, just because someone might be perceived to be happy and good looking and having the best time of their life you know living their best life on yeah. Instagram it's not always true yeah. and um, that's, a, that's the same with myself and Ross here I mean like yeah. obviously we're going to pull up a picture of us smiling at an event rather than being like not smiling well yeah. usually when you go to an event you feel good anyway but I mean like 
we're not happy all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially Ross. Like, he was crying before this. He's like, do we have to talk about UC Russia? And I was like, we have to do it for the energised fans, man. You know, yeah. get up for this, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, mental health is like a serious, serious issue and it's only going to get more and more talked about as time goes on. You know what I mean? Like, picture yeah. our kids in like 10, 15 years. The, the, the stuff they're going to have to like compete with with people online and shit. And yeah. there's going to be no policing on the internet. So, I don't know what way it's going to go worse uh, worse or better. I don't know. Hopefully, stuff gets sorted out sooner rather than later before things go too far where girls feel like they have to show off their arses and G-strings to, for the sake of a few likes. And, like, lads have to have the absolute six-packs yeah. to the max. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, if you're suffering, suffering in any sort of way, like, I mean, you can send us a message. Like, I actually made sure that, like, I sent them a... We actually made a, like a video a couple of years ago about like beating depression and all that sort of stuff. So we sent it to them, and then we were like, we were like, oh, I wasn't able to get to sleep that night. Then I had to like keep texting and be like, Are you okay?" And because I didn't want anything mm. bad happening for us to be the last people to talk to this person, because that would have been terrible, you know. Yeah. But like originally, when we set out to do the show, we wanted to like help people as well. Now we've covered loads of sport, and we tend to more cover sport and try to make people laugh. That's how we try to make people feel better about themselves. But if if you're dealing with any sort of problems at all, I mean, mm. like. You can just send us a message and like mm. it doesn't even have to be us, like you know I mean reach out yeah, to no, yeah. reach out to your family members. Like we're not saying we're like number one, number two counselors in the country. No. We're, we're no means that at all. Oh. Uh but like if you ever just need someone you want to talk to and especially because a lot of the people who follow us like have a medicine person, so therefore yeah. like you know what I mean it's easier to tell some a stranger your problem sometimes. Yeah. And we're always very receptive and we'll give you what we perceive at the time to be our best advice. You know I mean, like we might say Try reach out to someone yeah, on a professional yeah. level, or you might say try reach out to your family. You know what I mean? It yeah, depends oh, on yeah, what, exactly. how, how far your like what your problems are. Yeah, some people feel like they need ears. Yeah, and yeah it is sometimes like that's why people call up these like uh, aware play, or like uh, not child line, but play like, the house or whatever. Yeah, they call up because they're talking to someone that they don't really know, and then obviously mm. when they message us, sometimes they don't know who writes back. But I mean, like if you if you just like need a, like a point of view or a, like a, just like anything message as in like for a bit of help or something we're here for you as well because like if you're here supporting us mm. we're obviously here to like give you our ears mm. if you're taking if you're giving us your ears it's yin to the yang very energised but I just wanted to say that as well because it's like yeah good point yeah because that person might listen to this and look yeah. we're still here for you you know what I mean like and don't ever feel embarrassed as well because like I understand people like you know after an incident happens, they might feel bad about it afterwards or feel like, oh, jeez, I can't believe I let that person see that. But, like, there's zero judgment here as well. So, like, you guys, you look after yourself. Um, yeah. We want you guys to all be doing well because not yeah. only here to provide good content, we're also here to be your mates as well. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like only, like, once a year, everyone's, like, talking about it. And yeah. then the next day, it's like when someone dies these days, it's like everyone posts about it that day and then the next day it's just totally forgotten about forever. Yeah. It like where whereas like mental health is not not a one day thing. It's three hundred sixty five days a year sort of yeah. thing. So I mean like, and we're here trying to make create content and make you happy. So yeah, you can get in touch with us or, or even, you can tell us something and we can, you can bounce ideas off each other. You know, yeah. like myself and Ross always do it. I mean, I do it with my other friends as well. It's just the way of life, paying it forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so I just wanted to know that anyway, because uh, yeah. So guys, thanks a million for listening to the show. Um, yeah. Good to end on a strong note, you know what I mean? Good positive thoughts. And guys, I hope you enjoy this weekend's of fantastic fights and the Energized Podcast. And the the show after that will be all of it. It'll be UFC 2 to 9 breakdown. It's going to be the best one ever. And as always, stay energized.